My daughter took a shower and put a black dress on and I said, who died? You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the final episode of season one of Utopia, Stay Alive, Jessica Hyde. Written, of course, by Jillian Flynn, directed by Toby Haynes. I gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10. I enjoyed it. It did not have the punch and bang I expected, but they kind of set up a lot of things for season two. If we get a season two, if they leave me with this blue ball, I am going to be so upset. (laughs) I cannot even express how much I would be upset because... I really like this show and I just found out that HBO has canceled The Outsider, which was, uh, it was a okay show. I think that the character of, oh, I can't even remember her name right now. Um, her character, Holly Gibney, Cynthia uh, Arrival is who I believe the actress's name is, but I thought that she deserved a second season and they could and I thought the other actors did well you know sometimes you need time to improve things look at Umbrella Academy season one versus season two there is a possibility of fixing those things that didn't work so well in the first season and really getting a show that has a lot of potential to the next level I mean, when I think about another show like Leftovers, if there was never a season two, that would have been fine. But my word, would we have missed out on an awesome season two? And it would not have been nearly as great if you didn't have some of those tie-ins from season one that you kind of didn't know were important or you didn't put any particular significance on. So I always say a TV show should at least get a two season order to allow the audience to build and connect with the characters. And when you have such a short order, that is much, much harder to do. 22 episodes, sure, you got all the time for character development, but an eight episode order, you have very limited. And I think they did an amazing job with this series so amazon renew it please because i don't ask for many things from you (laughs) let's get into the recap ian and wilson drag in kevin christie while michael casually closes the door behind him like nothing to see here we're in the suburbs oh sidebar if i sound a little sluggish it's because i'm medicated i have a injury to my shoulder and it's much better for me when i take the appropriate drugs for it and now i am in a happy place where i feel no pain but i'm also kind of (laughs) sounding or at least i feel like i sound to myself a million miles away people are waiting in line at christie pharmaceuticals for this vaccine when thomas christie gets a text that yo daddy been kidnapped 
shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. Pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, 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 He runs to a van full of harvest children where he wants Jessica Hyde alive. Like you, if you see her, I see her. What you do with Arby, I do not care. Jessica unwraps her gift and Arby straight up was or had him mildly choking on some raisins. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Christy then unapologetically reveals that he's Mr. Rabbit, confirming he used to feed her cookies. And he realizes the irony of the situation that right when he's at the precipice of his success for his company with this vaccine, he is in the company of the prey that he has been hunting and brought to them by the hunter he sent he tells her arby is a big fan she replies with do you care if he bleeds in here and <laughs> michael stearns was like that's not a problem with me i'm mad wilson and the kids were like this is how we do They just looked at each other and shook their head and then randomly got the salt, the vinegar, and the water, I believe, to put in his eye with the spoon. I'm not sure what the combination was. And then she brought the the book to put him on. It was an adorable scene. It was a funny scene. However, I will say it would have been more appropriate if Ian was the one doing it or even Becky because Wilson has had absolutely no contact whatsoever with these children and formed no type of bond well maybe Grant because he was in the field with him and Jessica that day but I don't see how Alice would maybe they would that he rambled on about how his eye was taken I just felt it wasn't the appropriate characterization the where I would have really found myself not taken out of the moment but it was very well uh, orchestrated between the three. He tells Mike that his wife Colleen was one of their best girls and it's unfortunate that she's dead over there having her blood licked by the dog. I'm not is it possible that dogs would just lick blood and think, you know, I like the taste for that because if it's that damn easy, I really am side eyeing dogs. like I, I, or maybe it's just this particular dog maybe she has an absolute carnivore (laughs) and it turns out that she wasn't working for them she was one of them she had brains and everything and it was her who came up with the idea of operation fun he called her a sleeper cell and praises the fallen operative because she respected her purpose for a man, he says, who fucks every Tuesday and Thursday, you were very unfucking predictable. When Alice reveals she killed Colleen when he said who took care of her, Christy is impressed as he says, women are rising in business and politics. It's about time you started rising in your psychotic tendencies and have those being shown in girls i get where he was going with this but christy's a whole lot of not okay (laughs) becky tells him not to talk to her 
and leads her back to playing with the comics all of this exposition was great and the fact that it was coming out of the mouth of a narcissistic madman i kind of buy it but man was he serving up they didn't have to ask many questions did they (laughs) they were asking about the children and the harvest is the ones in the crates that their parents they sell them off he keeps some kind of memory of who is what but he definitely does not know if they were from ukraine or possibly russia when he was referring to the twins he also says a lot of work has been sidelined because people aren't stubborn enough and he goes not me some niggas eat off the plate but not d yes that was a dmx reference he ruthlessly remarks that the twins purpose was to be available not die be available and pairs are useful to quote us he keeps mentioning twins we saw twins four times this episode i'm just gonna throw it out there because it was tossed out some episodes ago that her father jessica hyde is a possible twin of kevin christie and i think that would make perfect sense if as we end this last episode with him possibly being murked out from what he thinks is about to go down that we still keep john cusack because why would we want to lose this character he is a very interesting villain he tells jessica she has a purpose too and says do you want to know why and instead of saying yes like i wanted her to say she flicks her knife and reveals that he is mr rabbit when she sees the brand but he starts saying you have no clue what that symbol means and i think that all we can take from milner is kind of suspect so the fact that she has it too kind of goes back to the theory i've been having that there are multiple uh white rabbits that maybe it's a trio of white rabbits because we've been seeing a trio all this time if you're looking at the comic book and points out that his vaccine isn't going to be a local kind of deal nope not just the us of a it's going to be worldwide baby but not to make a fake virus with a fake cure to kill millions but to stop overpopulation which he is trying to get them to guess at the end several times before he goes ahead and reveals it becky wanted to just go and destroy the vaccines while they still can but he brings up that she has deals like oh you were in durham she's like why you went to the nurse's office because you had a sore throat and we gave you one of our sprays and that's how you got deals oh hell no he is practically gleeful over the idea explaining that giving someone a fatal illness to pass on to your children was small time thinking that's when they were thinking small ian yells at him to don't talk to her but it's jessica that has to get him to really shut up and i'm wondering if that has something to do with the fact that he was rather okay with her getting in the car i don't know what conversation was had between him and wilson but i'm guessing if you are the one that gave me this thing you're the one that could cure me of it 
maybe it won't be fatal for her but it certainly is not going to allow for her to procreate because he asks you're not pregnant are you in a way that says you can't have kids then he blasantly says look i've done all kinds of wicked shit i'm a thought i'll own it i'm not ashamed Stearns has a moment to jump on his soapbox but christy clearly or quickly <laughs> tosses him off and gets back on it like oh the evil you've done and he's like no how much evil do you have to do to do good i'm thanos stern says that the answer is none while the room actually was contemplating it or at least everyone was silent but wilson's very intrigued nodding like a new disciple like well everything he's saying is making a whole lot of sense he tells her the vaccine was her father's creation the vaccine that is being shipped out tonight and it'll be people that are demanding to be the lab rats except they won't die they'll just be sterilized so that the next three generations won't have any children and this is going to allow our time to fix the current situation which is the fact that there's going to be too many of us in the world very shortly and it may not be a world in which you want to live in they talk about that a little bit more but outside the harvest shows up arby pops out like assassin's creed killing them all Christy is continuing on about how our species is a destructive contagion, wiping out anything that is a threat to us or just anything in general, except puppies or koalas, things that are cute. (laughs) Wilson's going to say pandas, and he's like, there is no other animal more begging for fucking extinction. He's definitely reeling Wilson in this entire time. He believes in his mind he is altruistic, saying i am saving ourselves from ourselves and he loves people but the world's population has went from 1.7 billion to 7 billion in a hundred years and despite stern saying it will plateau in 2050 it is still projected to reach 11 billion and then there'll be too many people in the world and it'll be a shitty life and he goes into it uh, just a little bit more by saying 1.7 million we can live as decadently as we want but forced to live modestly and selfish or selflessly well that ain't us that ain't what we do and that is the reason why we need to do this vaccination wilson declares that beta testing on americans is the right call because we're the worst true but also I needed other people in the room besides Stearns to drop some counterfacts. Like, I understand what you're saying. The world's population went from 1.7 in the last 100 years. But think about the last 100 years. We've had less wars. Yes, 
there are more people being made there are people living longer that's because we're caring shit that's because we we were not dying at the rate in which we were ignorant to the rate in which we can extend life that also has a lot more to do with it and we keep always talking about the future existential crisis that will occur if there's too many people in the world well when there was a whole bunch of people in the world that was just more people to kill so i don't know (laughs) there could have been not so many people around two and three thousand years ago because we were always fighting constantly that was a job not just to sign up for the reserve or the navies or whatever no you were constantly on a battlefield jousting a knight they were mercenaries these were jobs for men and if you didn't have money or education that's what you did you fought for someone else and we did it until we conquered the whole entire fucking world so then once we did that we were like well there's nothing else to conquer so we really don't have as many things to be sending as many people in mass i mean they took fucking kids when you ran out of adults we were pumping out people through the war machine and that's why nobody was fucking around and i needed somebody to point that out a little bit becky come on now and you're a nerd to these two folks just like oh okay i'm gonna keep rambling on and i'm not saying that america aren't the worst we are however greed was uh definitely how this country started so it's not something we're ashamed of whereas everyone else in the world is trying to tell you to be modest we're like what is that that's not a word we understand and then they ramble on and on about how water will be the most fought over resource um and then the first people to die will be the poor and the disenfranchised i mean i get again what he's saying but i think covid taught us it's not population (laughs) that will reveal people to be selfish and do things like hoard or you know not care about what's happening with your fellow man at least some people a great deal of people but not i will say any shockingly a number that hasn't already been there and has from inception of the the declaration of independence and about the poor and disenfranchised being the first ones to die off that's every damn day (laughs) that that's just a fact of life again where does this and i guess what he's trying to say is if we're not overpopulating then we can create a new society a home is what they reference because these children are being taught to have a purpose and to follow what that purpose is and nothing more he says i don't want to kill you jessica i want you to come back home and that your father didn't do shit uh, for you he didn't care about you or love you as she keeps explaining because her father created her for him and tells her her inoculation scar was a gift from her father so he definitely is not her father because he 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 does not speak as if he is referencing himself in any type of pattern even in a deceptive manner and states that her father tested it on her and casually remarks that she is barren so does her blood have the vaccine components was the question i wanted her to ask 
but I just wrote it in my notes. She continues with, my dad loved me. He didn't care about you at all. He didn't give a fuck about you. God damn, nigga. She keeps saying she was kept in a yellow house, but he tells her it's a cage. It's semantic. If it's a yellow house, it's still a cage because she finds out later there were a lot of bars on those windows and that her father basically the much care he showed was when it was time for her to take her vapor and then he could do her work so he definitely did gas the shit out of her and he says jessica this should be underlined in blood you belong to me what the hell does that mean and she knocks him out Harvey is removing the bodies but he gets shot by a surprise assassin but he makes work of him as well Stearns wonders if this ragtag crew can pull off this stunt and they're like yes you could die yes you can get hurt we got it they will destroy the vaccines take the mother egg and Wilson will get Christy to confess but not to the whole entire conspiracy but to the greed part in which it will be the mother of all conspiracies as jessica is feeling the effects of being bitten by that bunny she notices arby outside cleaning up and they awkwardly wave christy overhearing everything asks are you choosing these people she says they're my people and he tells them that they're gonna die it's gonna be a trap despite the odd choice he says well fine um you're gonna need to take my thumb since you need to know how to get into the building they all then get squeamish going um it's a trap he's just trying to trick us he's like i just told you like clearly i'm not being (laughs) like i'm telling you all you need to know but that also could be a tactic so i get it but becky had absolutely no issue taking that meat cleaver and chopping his fucking thumb off to great joy actually in removing it it's morning and as they're walking out to the car becky notices jessica isn't coming with them and she says that you guys are ready though wilson thinks it's for more interrogation and subsequent murdering or assassinating of christy and i think if jessica was here it would have happened she fist bumps grant handshakes ian and gives something to him which we find out later and hugs becky and they leave upon not her saying you guys should get going but get the fuck off like she needs to be (laughs) she's their leader whether uh they wanted her to be or not that's who they look to wilson does come back out with hot peas for the for the thumb because that will uh allow it to be biometric (laughs) arby says he was born to help jessica when she goes to greet him she's like what does that mean he shows her the comic and says brother sister so did he just make himself her brother or are they really brother and sister i'm not sure i'm really not sure (laughs) she says she wants to go home he says are you sure she says yes and he says i will take you there then he notices that she's not well and he says stay alive and she says i'd like that before they walk off hand in hand the crew show up throwing a molotov cocktail at full speed oh, God. 
They also had a whole bunch of gas containers in there and explode the car for a diversion. Ian takes out a guard with a golf club and Becky is so proud of her man with that smile. Alice lets Stearns use the thumb print or the thumb to print since he didn't get a chance to hurt Christy. They get in and they are met by a shit ton of boxes that they are not equipped to destroy. But Ian decides if we got to do this hand by hand, we're going to. Christy then makes common ground with Wilson over their shared disgust of humanity. <laughs> the fact that people don't like to think for themselves because it requires too much energy. That is not only a philosophy thing. That is an actual fact. It takes a lot of energy to critical think. And a lot of people don't want to expend it. There are more sheep in this world than there are uh, shepherds. That's just a sad reality. And yeah, he killed his dad and his entire family, but he's made sacrifices too, you know. He had to kill his, um, what did he call her? His protege and her children. And he loves children. He had to kill hundreds of children this week. And that's not something he wanted to do because he likes them preferable to adults. He's self-disgusted but determined, suicidal but also self-loathing. Um, however, on the side of life, he's a madman who thinks he has extreme clarity. So he does have five kids we do learn. Four are adopted, one is his, and it's too much energy. <laughs> to be raising them so it's a good thing that we're not having all of these extra babies we're really doing the world a favor back at pharmaceuticals alice and grant find lifts and i'm really ashamed that the adults did not even look come on now i know y'all one of y'all have worked at a grocery store at any point in your life how did you think things got up on that high ass shelf not by people Ain't nobody have um, stretchy powers. The guards are trying to break in and Becky says we need to go. But Ian gives her a ring and he's like, Jessica gave this to me. I don't know why, but I think it would look better on you. And in the same way he stumbled into, we could be boyfriend and girlfriend. The same way he stumbled into bed with her. He stumbles into a marriage proposal like, you know, I don't even believe in marriage, but if you want to pursue that somewhere down the line and they kiss amid a mass uh, accidental calamity as Wilson knocks over a whole shelf that starts a cascade effect and all of the boxes are down and while they do set a molotov cocktail into this mess it's actually the sprinklers that has the final say in the destruction of the vaccine stearns goes to the lab and takes the mother egg before destroying all the other vaccines and leaves the facility as a doctor jessica hears on the scanner that the team has been successful and says my friends did good christy farms is where home is and he mimics rolling down the window when she does as well. 
Becky, Ian, and their two kids. <laughs> Alice and Grant are running away, but Ian's like, can we like walk for a bit? And Becky's like, would you like to race Grant? And they start running, but Alice is clearly daddy's child. Cause she's like, I'm tired of running too. Like, uh-uh, that is not for me. Becky and Grant are surrounded by police. Grant distracts them because he is recognized as the serial killer. So Becky can get away. And I'm going to say that officer that chased her wasn't even trying up that hill. She said, oh, a hill. That's my kryptonite. And Becky is able to get away. Ian tries to follow, but Alice stops him and says, we can't rescue them if we are ourselves captured. Arby and Jessica get home. And he's clearly acting like he's bringing her in. Considering what happens at the end of this episode, I don't think it matters that he double-crossed Christy. He might have actually gotten some orders from the other rabbit to bring Jessica in, but by the fact that he brought her in would also be an indication that whatever was going on with Christy, that it's not going to be held against him. Children are everywhere and Arby explains that some are used for lab experiments others are trained like him and some are martyrs that are sent to listen and learn it's the only world they've ever known but she tells him that this is basically wrong wilson picks up becky when he sees her running down the street but he isn't driving no it is one thomas christie with kevin christie in the passenger seat he says we have two of you the hive mind is collapsed and he says when she points out we defeated you that all i need to do is retrieve jessica hyde and start saying a nursery it was in parentheses i didn't catch everything other than plagued by every disease to salvage whatever they failed today and wilson says it's okay but she is pissed now again he could have made a deal with him we don't know what that deal is he could just be trying to because we left off with him going and talking about his niece that he was really close to and while i do think that maybe wilson will sell his soul he's not going to completely sell his soul but this also feels very much in line with him to be a little bit on the madman's point of view like i don't agree 110 percent, but you're on to something Alice has to lead a very lost looking Ian away. Jessica is shown her yellow house and waves Arby back to stay as she explores the cage that she once called home. She um, goes up to her bedroom, realizes she was there from the moment she was 12 years old. She sees the baby gas mask and then passes out on the bed. A few moments later, the record player is put on twinkle twinkle little star as arby villagent outside is joined by lily who thinks jessica is happy at least arby thinks jessica is happy but lily also calls arby john she is joined jessica by Catherine Catherine milner who tells her she should be grateful her blood is saving her and to remember that for the next part homeland is not what she is she is home she reveals her own uh rabbit tattoo she jessica reaches for her gun but it's been taken 
she says that kevin christie was a part of it but they've parted ways something he doesn't know yet and they have very differing ideas of what utopia is jessica tries to fight her but she is no match and she is much weaker jessica tosses utopia out of the window though and while the kids are picking up the pages arby realizes that there is something wrong Catherine reveals that the comic was a lure all along to get her to come home it was her own hero's journey written by her father she tells her that they aren't going to save the world but rebirth it she and her father's dream were for people to be behaved and act correctly and to choose no path but the right one and that she is nothing but a little shit but the future of humanity is harvested on her back she passes out is put back to bed and milner covers her up with that blanket that she was so fond of showing her now i'm gonna guess this is her mother i think we've said this before and i'm going to read an interview i don't know what it says yet because i didn't read it yet because i wanted to watch the finale first but i'm wondering if that is something that's going to be addressed in the post interview that jillian flynn gave arby still vigilant says stay alive jessica hyde milner goes down a locked basement and tells jessica's dad in another locked room that she has his daughter and we see that he is scribbling more comic details this one with showing her with those um those scars on her back and it also shows the mother egg so this would have been the conclusion if this page had came out i don't know how this is all connected but that is exactly where we leave it and i am hella frustrated but hella intrigued on what comes next so with that let's head over to the feedback So I'm sure my girls have many thoughts on the finale. Let's not hesitate. First up, Queen Mimi. What up, Christina? It's Mimi. I'm sending in my feedback for our last episode of Utopia, season one, episode eight. I'm sad that it's over. I really am because this show was the bomb. I freaking loved it. I will say that I enjoyed it more than I liked most of our other shows like it's my number one and i'm sad that it's over um i'm also sad that now we have more questions than answers um oh gosh so i watched this during my stressful time when we were trying to figure out who's going to be president (laughs) because i was trying to escape and i didn't write notes i just wrote everyone's name down and i'm just gonna go through each character what i remember um because I know that the last episode that we saw prior to this season finale was um, Arby. I'm sorry, John. John throwing Chrissy's ass on the porch and ringing the doorbell. <laughs> and just like literally gift wrapping him to Jessica. So I guess we can start with um, our, our new friend, John. I, I love how we were introduced to him 
as a villain. Like we, I can't say we, I should say I did because I know Christina's old weird self freaking loved him from jump. I was like, why is this asthmatic terror uh, trying to kill um, Becky and Ian, our friends? Like, <laughs> I just couldn't comprehend it. And now it's like, it's like a, he's a, he's the same character because we watched him kill all these people. And this time we weren't even mad about it. Like we, we were actually pretty excited that he did this for Jessica. We're rooting for him. And it's just, I love shows like this where you don't, you just don't know who you should be rooted for. Like it changes every now and then, um, periodically, frequently within the same episode. You're like, Oh man, I hate this guy. Well, you know, cause look, look at, uh, Lily's old silly self like she was I was ready for RB to I'm sorry John to murder her like this girl is wildin why is she making everybody think her daddy molested her like what is wrong with her and we know he loved her because he didn't want either one of his kids to die and then look at like after she talked to John aka RB I was rooting for her like okay I get it I get it like, this show is crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't think I ever spoke it out loud. But I remember seeing, like, I didn't pause and, like, look through the actual pages that RB took. But I remember one of the pages we saw with Chris, um, Jessica. She had, like, it looked like she was holding hands with a boy who had, like, a tail or something like that. And I was like, isn't that RB? Like he's a monster so when he said that you know brother and sister I was like oh wow wow I was right because I I never said it out loud but I was thinking it and it wasn't so much that I was worried I was going to be wrong it's just one of those things that I was so concerned about something else in, in the feedback that I was sending trying to keep it short that I completely forgot to mention that we were talking about that I was thinking that Arby and Jessica were sister and brother. Now, the way that we might as well just jump into Dr. Christie, he was saying that Jessica was his and he was she was made for him. Like, like, so are we supposed to understand that to mean that her dad and agent, what was her name? Catherine? I can't remember her name. The black lady. Um, home agent so they had her or was she like created meaning like they engineered her so that's one of the questions that I have um we were right about her being Mr. Rabbit and you were right about them being multiple Mr. Rabbits Christina so that must be I mean the original story she told us was probably about her but that's where the mark the mark means that they're part of being a rabbit so that'll be interesting to see like there's no way this isn't gonna get a season two i can't imagine it's really good um i don't even want to think about if it doesn't get renewed um who else do i want to talk about oh dr christy so i was talking about he like first of all he looked very very unhealthy when he was sitting in that living room on the couch i know he was taped up but he just like as the time progressed he just looked more and more sweaty like profusely 
sweat sweating like it was gross and i was like that doesn't look very good he looks kind of pale i mean he's talking like a g and uh he totally sold wilson on on the kool-aid because i sat there from beginning even before wilson was completely with them at the end i know they're trying to make us think that wilson was doing this on purpose but i i saw the whole time he was drinking that kool-aid christy christy was saying because like complete sterilization for three generations seems a bit extreme like three generations then but that's what let's say what is that like 60 years the planet's gonna die out by by the time they start reproducing again the whole planet's gonna be too old they're gonna be way past childbearing years so i don't understand what dr christy thought he was doing with that three generations now i'm sure there's going to be some people that aren't going to be either be immune to the effects or um what's the word i'm looking for just refuse the vaccine um but i was three generations just seemed like a ridiculously long time um i had to pause and now i don't remember where i was so let's just move on um let's talk about (laughs) the i just i didn't like how they broke up into groups i don't know why they didn't think leaving wilson with dr christy was good like why they didn't think that was a bad idea he is literally like co-signing stuff that dr christy's saying while everybody's there and nobody was like you know what wilson you come with us and you stay I knew as soon as they broke up in the groups, all shit was going to just, all hell was going to break loose. Um, but I will say the whole warehouse scene was hilarious when Will, um, Ian was like, <laughs> he like hit him, uh, hit the box with the, the club and he was like really trying to go hard and he looked like a damn idiot. Everybody was just looking at him break the box apart slow as hell and then rip up the like rip it open and then start stepping on the little vials like yeah that's gonna take you guys a long time i don't think you have that much time y'all might need to come up with a better solution i mean i guess i understand maybe fire would have been too big but i feel like it would have been faster for them to just set another one of those like bombs that they did in the car and like throw some throw a couple of them cocktails up up on the boxes and then leave boxes of gasoline close to it like that'll give you enough time to get out and you can destroy a whole bunch because even the ones that don't explode will be too hot and that will in itself will destroy them i just i don't know their plans just seem real stupid and i feel like why couldn't the guards get into the warehouse like dr christie's fingerprint couldn't be the only way to get in because he's not there all the time so how do people work if he's the only person that can get in it didn't make sense um let's talk about jessica um and home i don't i just don't understand why she wanted to go there she couldn't have thought it was going to end well um i'm very curious to know who that guy in the basement is we know that's her dad but is he right are you right christina is that dr christie's twin brother he does seem to be somewhat obsessed with twins so i mean you have some you were making some valid points so it's interesting to see why they got that fool locked in a basement 
I don't know I just having him just draw pictures is he drawing or draw more utopia or is he just doing that on his own and then the stuff on her back I have no idea like it's a map like how exactly like they cut scars into her to be I y'all couldn't just put it on a zip drive like I just don't understand why you put it on a child that's that's weird just weird um what else um uh oh uh what's his name uh Stearns doc Dr. Stern Michael Stearns when he uh stole like the the original uh vaccine like that can't be good I just I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean but why did he take it why not destroy it now they have the ability to make more is he using that as leverage I don't know but I do know they're all separated now Jessica is home with RB aka John um Becky has been captured by Dr. Christie and Wilson Wilson because he liked to jump ship drinking heavy Kool-Aid because he is a damn hot mess like all these conspiracy theories really made him illogical why go through all these changes when you're just gonna jump ship I, I don't know um and then what else Allison is with Ian and Ian looked like he didn't lost his damn mind probably because his boo thing is he has no idea where she is and poor Alice is left to be the adult and then oh my baby boy Grant that fool is straight up in a Chicago jail where everybody think he didn't kill a whole uh, suburban household so you know they're about to treat him like trash and he gonna be tried as an adult because that's just how trash this world is and he's not gonna get a fair fight because they have video and they think it's him and he's poor he doesn't have any money so yeah he he going up the river um and then who else am i missing i think i got i think i touched on everyone i will say that i watched this episode twice just to see if i missed anything and it was just as good the second time like i said i still have those questions but uh, my brain is all over the place so i just think i'll just end it here Sorry for the wreckage that is my feedback. <laughs> Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That is Miss Mimi with her feedback on the episode. So in regards to why Christy was looking so sick and pale, it's because he was in the duct tape. He even mentions it like, I didn't know this could be so insulating. So yeah, though, he was literally roasting from the ends. Like he was being tortured. That's the reason why he put him in the duct tape to begin with. So yeah, he, he wasn't looking well because he probably was, <laughs> his temperature was rising 120 degrees and he probably was getting, you know, all the sweat coming out of your body. You're going to be dehydrated. So yeah, he was not in a good place. So I think that's exactly what he was supposed to be looking like. As far as what's on her back and the creation, so going back to that, if she was indeed created in the way in which Arby was created, maybe that's why he feels like they're brother and sister. But even so, if she's actually the daughter, which I do believe she must be the daughter. I mean, it's only one black woman running around <laughs> of Milner. Then if she was created for... Christy, that's still, it's an odd statement that I didn't understand either. So I think I'm still going to go question mark. But as far as the creation part of it, it could be that it's 
um, maybe genetics. It's not to say maybe we're both right where it's or both ideas come together where maybe the father and the mother put their DNA to make a child because clearly you need those things. But maybe when they were when she was in the womb, they were doing some experimentation or maybe when she was child they were doing experimentation clearly they were doing a lot of experimentation on her and then when they say harvested to me that word means that you can retrieve certain elements from that person so i'm actually about to google the word because i don't actually recall exactly what it means but i think that's what why christy is so intent on getting her back as well because she indeed has that particular disease and probably has all of the vaccines or diseases on her back. Let me see. Harvest. Catch or kill an animal. That's definitely not it. Remove cells, tissues, or an organ from a person or animal for transplantation or experimental purposes. So yeah, they put a whole bunch of nasty stuff I'm thinking on her back and that's what makes her valuable not as a person but she is literally a walking lab and that's kind that's messed up and that also could explain why Christy has wanted her all this time like you have more than just this particular vaccine that can be harvested from you maybe it is just that vaccine but it could also be others because they all look very very different in the scarring I think that's it about um, the things you said, the brother and sister thing. I'm not sure about that either, but I can go with it. It just killed my ship dreams, <laughs> but I'm perfectly fine. I think it's just adorable. Great catch though on that they were holding hands. I did not get that whatsoever. So yeah, the fact that they walked away holding hands or he could have just interpreted that as well because he is Arby slash John. I'm going to call him Arby for now, but I get what you mean by calling him by the name he wants to be known as. That's just respectful for as long as I've just been <laughs> saying his name. John's going to take a little bit. I know him as Arby. And yeah, I think that is all the questions and your feedback that I can answer or want to answer. I kind of want to save some for whatever these interviews are going to reveal to us, but I'm with you. I can I'm not going to imagine that we're not getting a season two. We better get a fucking season two. Let's move on to Queen Shy. All right, Christina, I am here to sadly talk about Utopia's finale. Episode eight um wow it's a lot that (laughs) went on in this episode a lot of questions that i have after watching it um yeah a lot lot yeah i'm still processing but i know that you're doing the podcast tonight so i need to get myself together and come up with what i want to say I hope uh, your birthday was a a smooth one. (laughs) And um, yeah, so wow. All I'll say is, I'll start off by saying that I hope they better, not I hope, they better um, come up with a season two. After this ending, oh hell no. There's no way that they're going to leave us hanging like that. 
And see, that's why I hate watching shows that, you know, premiere, you know, with their season, their first season, watching the first season of a show, because then, you know, you get hooked on it and then they leave you with these cliffhangers and these, you know, questions and then they don't get picked up for a second season. And, oh, that, that just frustrates me. And so you just forever left in this limbo status. Um, so I almost wish that, you know, they let a show know. I mean, that's again, that's why I really watch season ones of stuff. But I really wish that, you know, they would let once when they get further seasons. That's why I like the CW um and and, you know how they approach things they let the and some other shows do too networks or whatever um but i know the cw doesn't they give you heads up that this is the last season so you can prepare and you can finalize um whatever you need to finalize as far as storylines and wrap things up instead of just you know just this abrupt cutoff to the story or what's happening with the characters especially when you come to enjoy those characters as for this one yes um i really enjoy this one um but like i said i was definitely left with a lot of questions and which again was um, i'm sure i was supposed to but we'll start out with um you know the beginning with christy and um him being duct taped uh and left or i should say gift wrapped um by rb um to the gang and so this is where we find out all the nefarious plots that um that christy and his crew had and it was very fascinating i did think it was funny that rb um stuffed his mouth with those uh chocolate covered raisins um like a you know f you um to him and his um and you know all that he stands for it's like rejection so it was interesting that the twins weren't exactly part of the plan that was uh again uh i thought that in some way they were still part of the plan even though maybe they activated it early but it sounds like they that was just something like a Hail Mary type of thing. That's something they, they put together at the last minute um, because Stearns um, threw them for a curve. So that one was interesting. And then I'm like, they actually did ship children in crates? Uh, are these people crazy? What the hell? Um, yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> I was not... I mean, I thought that was just um, figuratively speaking that, you know, kids were shipped in crates, you know, for the, the Utopia comic um, comic book. But no, they they literally ship children in crates, uh, which is crazy um, from all over the world. So it's not even just from um, from our country, um, which is, again, crazy. It was just interesting how he was talking about the children like their property um, possessions. And um, yeah, I mean, that's basically what he saw them as and how he treated them as commodities, something to be used and for his, you know, for his purposes. 
So we finally hear what the plan is, which is to sterilize the country, which I'm like, holy shit. I'm thinking that, you know, they want to kill. I mean, which is smart. I mean, I, I will say that's, you know, it's very smart plan to create a panic, get people to uh, get this vaccine or um, demand this vaccine and then give them this vaccine, which is going to create... So, you know me and my, and here I go with my conspiracy theory. I'm thinking about um, Rona and this situation. And I can't help but think, you know, this is how we are. Of course, I'm not, I mean, I'm not getting in no damn line to get no vaccine. But I'm just saying, you know, you create enough of a panic and enough people are dying that when someone said they have the cure, you know, people are, you know, going out of their way to get this, um, this, or the cure or the vaccine to prevent themselves from dying. They're going to, they're going to do it. And so that was, um, yeah, I mean, you can't help but think about, you know, whether or not, you know, the Christie's thinking in regards to, um, why they're doing this is to save the planet because we're overpopulated and I can't help but wonder if there are people out there who truly feel that way that is not so um fictitious this um this viewpoint and um I just I believe there is I believe there are people out there that have this you know mindset when it comes to um the population and stuff like that and you know my a friend of mine he would definitely like i think i said this before he would get a kick out of this show because this is up his alley these are the things that he thinks you know what goes on in the government these diseases that um they come up with out of the blue that they end up <clears throat> excuse me that there's some you know evil twisting plot to um what goes on um behind the scenes trying to figure out how that would work you know if they stop reproduction for you know people it's like how so if the neck if this if everyone gets the vaccine and no one's able to reproduce so i'm guessing that that vaccine would go to everyone except for his kids on his farm and so those people like all the rest of the population will not produce uh reproduce but his his um farm his home the people the the kids that he's um raising they're going to be the ones that repopulate the earth i'm assuming that's what the mindset was um again hence why it's utopia um he's creating a you know with everyone having the mindset of you know pretty a a cult i mean this is a this is cult-like behavior so everyone else you know they're they're not going to produce any more children and they're going to raise these children to feel a certain way to think a certain way to view life a certain way and they're going to be the ones that reproduce and create this perfect society crazy as hell arby was badass in this episode i will say um he was dropping bodies left and right so glad to know he was somewhat on our side i'm still have a question mark about rb he yeah anyway um then we have becky cracking me up with <laughs> with uh her chopping off christy's finger she's like we don't have time for this shit chop let's go 
Ian was so extra in this episode. I'm like, there's like, what, millions of boxes? And he just grabs one and takes it down and starts stomping. I'm like, uh, yeah, y'all gonna need a better plan than this because uh, y'all gonna be here all, what, all week, all month, <laughs> trying to destroy all those boxes. And then, of course, leave it to children to outsmart the adults. They coming up with the forklifts. I'm like, why didn't y'all think of that? Um, <laughs> why is a 10-year-old, I don't even know how old they are, thinking of um, something that y'all should have thought of? But yes, that was a funny, that was still a funny scene. I was cracking up when they were looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? I <laughs> uh, should have known Wilson uh, wasn't going to shoot Christy. So I don't know how I feel about what Wilson did. I don't know if he's tr- he's playing Christy or if he really is convinced of what Christy is talking about. If he if Christy was able to um, get him on his side, but I'm hoping that it's more of him wanting to find out more of what's going on and him just you know playing Christy just to see what's happening, I guess. <clears throat> and then my question is is Becky, well, even if she was pregnant, I mean, nothing would come of it, right? Because she's not able to reproduce, um, thanks to what um, Christy said. So that was, we already knew that deals was something that they came up with. So um, I wasn't too surprised by that. So they capture Becky, Ian, and Alice Alice are on the run and we have jessica going to going home which you know we all called it milner is part of the harvest um mrs rabbit um so it goes beyond christy as we all knew um but so now i'm thinking you know when she got infected with this new the t virus but when we looked at her back it seems like she's the that's why everybody wants her because she is the cure for all the diseases they did experiment on her and use her as the guinea pig for all the viruses that they um came up with um or she has the cure for all her blood i mean because that's what milner said that her blood was the key to everything so she's the uh that's why everybody wants her because she yeah she's the key to uh no more diseases i'm guessing so we see that jessica's dad is in the basement drawing stuff and milner lets him know that she's there so i'm still confused as to what's going on like what is her milner like what do they want they said she said that her and christy are no longer um got the same um mission uh the same uh whatever they're trying to do um so i'm wondering what that is now so they've parted ways well she said he doesn't know it so um i'm thinking he may know it um so yeah that's yeah i'm i'm just not understanding what's going on um in regards to like what the next step is what the next phase is what milner was talking about so I'm very curious about that. I'm curious about where Ian and Alice are, Alice is going to be going. Um, obviously, they're going to try to 
uh, rescue. I wonder if they're going to try to find Jessica first to help them rescue. I'm thinking they are. Um, and then, of course, Wilson, very curious about whether or not he really did turn to the dark side or just acting like he is just to get more information. Because um, I, I find it hard to believe, even though, you know, he may like some of the stuff that Chrissy was talking about, they still killed his family. So I can't imagine him working with people that killed his family. Um, so, yeah, I mean those are my thoughts I've I have a lot of thoughts I've got more but I'll leave it at that hopefully your podcast will help uh clarify some of the stuff that I saw um unfortunately didn't have much time to really sit here and think it through and um figure stuff out because um yeah this um feedback is due today so I uh, did the best I could to um formulate some thoughts and come up with some what I think is going on which is not saying a lot so I will leave it to you and Mimi to hopefully enlighten me a little bit and um clarify a few things and we'll leave it at that until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was Queen Shy with her feedback on the episode. So something you brought up that I and Mimi brought up as well was, oh crap, am I going to have a brain fart now? Because I did not write it down. So, oh, in regards to the dad, like what's he doing down there? And it just occurred to me that last we checked, the dad was kind of like he was jacked up mentally. So it could be that the father he's the creator right so you're gonna want that person nearby because he's the one that cracked the code he's the one that that for whatever reason uh made the experiment that was jessica hyde however there's not to say that he is a a good person or b being held because she's blackmailing him he could just be held because he was in a home and that's where even um what was the one she killed (laughs) like that was where she had uh placed him because he said that he had felt really guilty about everything that he had done so that was after he had escaped so if we're to believe that then he escaped he freaked out had a mental break he wasn't able to help jessica and then he was placed back into to that home and then she allowed harvest to take him but then we don't even know everything that my daughter just left she just needed to be up in here and then she's like i'm just gonna casually leave and leave all this she knew she was gonna be making noise i'm not gonna talk though but you gonna make noise i'm sorry i got distracted but all of those i think that there's something to be said about the dad's mental state as well but i i could also be back on my other theory that christy might be going down but I don't, I'm, I will say, what about Thomas Christie? He's too big of a star, so to speak. Because um, he also plays a really good villain. Probably more crazier than his dad. But they definitely don't fall too far from the tree. Like I had all, all season long thought maybe there's some moralistic code. Because some people, even when they do evil, feel that there's a code. I think now that I hear Christie talking... 
he believes he's doing it for altruistic reasons he also has this great deal of compassion compassion i should say for humanity and i think that's what thomas christie is missing and what he wanted rb to find like yeah you're doing these terrible things but i hope that that it does bother you that you're killing children because it is bothersome despite the fact that it needs to be done so he is definitely a multi multi-layered character that i would find sad to go down so quickly and by like and that's not to say that they will maybe john cusack could be playing double duty next season <laughs> and yes i'm with you i i just hate this idea that you get eight episodes of the show i think you should at least get 16 just saying enough time to tell a whole story and at least they can wrap it up like okay you got two seasons of this series that's what all you can do but I'm going to go ahead and jump into, I think I covered everything because I think some of the same things that you were saying, um, I addressed earlier as well. So I don't want to, oh, to just basically repeat myself. So I'm going to move to the interview that Jillian Flynn gave, uh, post the finale where she has been being interviewed for variety.com. First question, the show leaves Jessica in a pretty precarious situation for a number of reasons. What is the biggest threat to her or a complication for her going forward? Oh, you're asking questions I'm not sure I'm not sure the answer to. It would be hard for me to pick what all she must surmount. Obviously, that's going to come into play. And we're going to learn more about Milner. We're going to learn about the Milner Christie dad origin story. The mythology I have all figured out so there is a trifecta effect there's something going on there i don't think it's going to be as easy uh and the fact that they did point out that it was three rabbits and it is a trifecta that makes me feel as if sometimes i would make really wild speculations <laughs> and they would and i may be reading into it uh next question jillian flynn was asked what went on or what went how that's literally what the question says what went how you choose to reveal what jessica's father is still alive the drawing new comic book pages i'm not even sure i understand that sentence she replies i want the audience to be debating about it i guess a little bit is dad being kept down there against his will by milner or is dad being kept down there for his safety because of milner i wanted to play with that at the end that you would see him i have your daughter and you can debate whether you believe that is a reassurance or a threat next question early on the seat in the season you killed sam but later appeared becky but what is up with these questions early on in the season you killed of sam but later it appeared becky someone did not spell check this article whatsoever had also died only for her to wake back up how did you determine who to kill and who to save she says i will admit sam was a character created partially in order to kill her off i will fully admit she was always slated for death jessica roth was so good i really debated like maybe she has a twin or something because she was so much fun to work with but i like the idea of the person that you think is going to be the leader and you could really probably play a drinking game in the first few two episodes of the number of times where Sam knows the most. 
Sam's the leader and killing her off. Obviously, that's not new. I remember seeing Psycho when I was a kid and being completely shocked when Marion when Marion's killed. To me, that was a sign of no one's too precious here in this world. To me, it showed that idea of how fungible that life is. To Jessica, she had this place to go as she slowly, very small baby steps, starts understanding and mildly at least valuing human life. And I liked upending the idea of the blonde haired blue eyed girl who, as we've so often been taught, is the one who's going to survive in horror movies. Certainly, Jessica Roth has made her name in that great one, Happy Day or Happy Death Day. And instead, she's killed off by Sasha. And it's like, no, 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 New World Order, folks. Another question. In the beginning, learning Jessica Hyde was a real person and getting to meet her could have been enough for these characters to follow her. But after Sam, did you feel Jessica needed to do anything to earn being followed as a leader? There was definitely a conversation about that. Will people come back after that? Will people be able to accept Jessica? Will they want to see her only punished? To me, it gives a little bit of self-selection factor to it. I remember House of Cards when he, right at the beginning, kills the dog. And it's like, this is the show you're signing up for. And if you're not okay with this, you might want to just switch over to the Hallmark channel. (laughs) So to me, this was the world where you are and I wasn't going to worry. If you're offended like that, if you don't like that, the rest of the show is dark and it might not be the show for you. It was the same thing when I was writing Gone Girl. I had a conversation with my editor where she was like, I just want to check in with you because you've written a book with two unlikable main characters and it's a whodunit where you find out whodunit smack in the middle and it has an end where justice is not necessarily served. And I was like, good point, yes. (laughs) But to me, I couldn't even worry about that. I didn't think it would be right to make Jessica do good deeds or whatever just so you'd stick with the series and over the course of each episode figure out she figure out who she was and why she was like that um what other good question I want to read the whole article because this seems to be hella long um speaking of Wilson Wilson's willingness to be violent at the end of the season and his betrayal of the group by joining Christy and taking Becky was that darkness something you felt was in the character all along and was that just awoken in the finale or did the experiences he had change him she says I'm trying that was not a word I'm trying to be careful about how I speak because I never like to tell people how to feel about certain characters but for me the idea was that Wilson is a very pragmatic person who spent his life with these convictions and this belief system that he prides above everything else and possibly in the place of human relationships and as Christie's speaking to him what he says rings true so he gets to the point where it's do I side convictions do I side with the heart and so it comes down to that kind of decision I think so yeah I think we're all in the same boat that (laughs) I was kind of on what like it's possible he's just playing Christy but like I said or like you guys all said he was co-signing the shit out (laughs) he could follow his train of thought way too easily to not be aligned with his convictions and morals um she says i assume you wrote the scene revealing him in the car with christy you had made a decision either whether he was with him because he truly sides or had a plan up his own sleeve she cuts off to say no i have not i'm not sure if that was wise of me to answer in that moment he is following his convictions 
But it's one thing when your friends aren't around you to make that choice. And I think when he's now faced with Becky at the end and seeing the flesh and bone of the reality, what happens then? So she's definitely leaving something open there. Um, what other good questions here? Mm, so we're going to get anything about the ending of it or what expectations for season two because that's why i don't care about the back and forth about humanity we can argue out that a little bit later <laughs> i need to know where season two might be heading for us um it's just scrolling through yep this is real time real time mm. oh you mentioned something interesting too about people not being like and, and this is shy like when people don't wear masks that's that one percent of the population that's going um people are gonna die if i don't and they happen to be poor and mostly black so that works out for me i have really good health insurance and i'm in perfect health so if i get it i might be laid up for a week but hey that's a vacation for work holla yeah those people they're out there and i'm not even gonna say they all trump supporters because you got some dumbass motherfucking black people brown people just dumb people in general <laughs> that literally had that idea uh, i guess there is nothing much more in this article uh there was one more that i was gonna take a peeky peek at but um it wasn't an actual official article so i think i'm gonna stay away from it it was one of those did the showrunner say that or is that people implicating things and i did read that one and i was going to read it on here but i'm just going to point out that it does say that katherine milner is jessica's mother it refers to her directly as her mother so i am if you want to search that a little bit later i can put the article in the show notes and you can decide for yourself because that was not confirmed nor was it really addressed in this particular article so i i definitely don't want to say it's something the showrunner said and i'm not confirmed on that and usually when they do these exit interviews they typically give the exact same exit interview maybe they'll word things a little bit different or if it's free to answer it because it doesn't affect what they may be thinking for season two that's fine but most of the time uh it's the pretty consistent so what is next now that utopia is done we are going to be moving on to star trek season two it's been a long time coming but season three is out people have said great things and it's about time i started supporting sonequa green i think i finally distanced myself enough time that i am over the fact that jason isaac is out and that the show wasn't going in the tone i thought it but a lot of people say just give it a second try you're gonna like it so if you are interested in star trek and you want to join in with us on the conversation starting season two and then we'll get into season three you can send all feedback to blackrocouch at gmail.com uh you can find this podcast black Couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found forgot to shout out that star trek will be replacing this particular date or this particular day so tuesdays is when star trek discovery will be recording my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes leave a review until the next time peace hair grease black girl magic <laughs>